Good morning. This is Pastor Randy Anderson of This Is For You Ministry. Today is Sunday, January the 9th, 2022. And praise the Lord, we are in another year. And I hope the start of your year has been good and blessed for you as it has been for me. As I consider this next event that we are getting ready to go into, uh, questions populated in my mind, and I'd like to share with you what they were. Number one, what was it like for Jesus at this next event of his life? What was it like for him? Was he afraid of what he was facing? What about Peter, who in the process of time denied the Lord? But if you and I were there, what would we have done? Would we have done anything differently than what Peter had done? I know the Lord had told him that he was going to deny him. I know that. And so that had to fulfill itself. But Peter's reaction in the midst of those things, would you have done anything differently than Peter was? So now we need to ask this question. What does the Holy Spirit wants us to learn from this event? What is it that the Holy Spirit wants us to learn from this event? Get your Bibles, paper and pen, and let's get ready to study the word of God in this next event in the life of Jesus. Amen. Our scripture reading will be found in Matthew chapter 26, verse 57 to 66. And the scripture reads, and they that held hold on Jesus led him away to Calabas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him afar off into the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death, but none, but found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At the last came two false witnesses and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answers thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witness? Behold, now you have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? They answered and said, he is guilty of death. Let us pray. Fathers, in the name of Jesus, we thank you to God for this another day. We thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy, Lord, that you, Lord, show forth, Lord, unto us, Lord, Father, those of us, the Lord God, who really don't deserve it, but yet you've given unto us anyhow. And we say thank you, Lord. 
Most of all, we say thank you, Lord God, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who was willing, dear Lord God, to set aside, Lord God, his will to do your will. And now, Lord, we are following him, dear Lord, in the midst, dear Lord God, of what it takes to do your will. And so, Father, we thank you, dear Lord God, for what the Holy Spirit is showing us thus far. And we ask, dear Lord God, that, that you will bless it. Be here, dear Lord, in the midst of this study. Bring forth the thoughts that we need to have regarding this particular event. And Lord Father, we will praise you and honor you and give you glory based on what you will show us. In Jesus' name I pray and we say, Amen. The title of this message is called False Witnesses Against Jesus. False Witnesses Against Jesus. Amen. The darkness has, be, has begun and Jesus is now in the hands of those who want to put him to death. He was brought to Ananias first, for he was father-in-law to Caliphus, which was the high priest that same year. Now Caliphus was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. Then they laid hold on Jesus and led him away to Caliphus, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Though these were the religious people of the day, and they sought false witness against Jesus. But no two stories were alike. The scripture says many false witnesses came, but at the last there were not two testimonies, pardon me, but there were not two testimonies that were the same. Why? Why is it that they needed two? Why did they need two witnesses? The Bible said in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 6, that at the mouth of two witnesses or three witnesses, that he that is worthy of death shall be put to death. But at the mouth of one witness, he shall not be put to death. You know, I'm going to stop right here. You know, although we know that um, Jesus is fulfilling the will of the Father, but I must say that in that day, for what they wanted to utilize, they relied on the scriptures to direct how they should be. You know, so I, I just want to say that they relied on the scriptures on what they should be doing and how they should be. They just didn't have the spirit of the law. They had the letter of the law, but they didn't have the spirit of it. Amen. They didn't have the spirit. Amen. So let's go for it. Then two witnesses came forth and said, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. Well, let me share with you what Jesus actually said. John chapter two, verse 19 says, destroy this temple and I will raise it in three days. He did not say he was going to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. He said, destroy this temple, which is his body and I will raise it in three days. Notice how that word said uh, can get changed along the way to have meaning about it to say something else other than what was actually said. They had that in Jesus' day. We got it in our day. Amen. Amen.
that statement got the attention of the high priest that he stood up and said to Jesus, answers thou nothing. You don't say anything? The Bible said Jesus held his peace. In our day and age, when we are arrested, they say unto us, we have the right to remain silent. Well, Jesus exercised his right to be silent. He exercised his right to be silent. He didn't allow peer pressure, nor the circumstances to move him out of character. You might be thinking, um, why didn't he defend himself? If he's so innocent, why didn't he defend himself? I wouldn't allow them to do this to me. I wouldn't allow them to do that. I had to say something. That's how we will respond. But Jesus was trusting the father. He was not trying to do this of himself. He was trusting the father. And the scripture will answer why he didn't defend himself because there can be no false witness against the lord hear me none there is no false witness against the lord the bible said in proverbs 21 and 30 there is no wisdom nor understanding nor counsel against the lord since the father has all things in his hand the father is controlling the circumstances since he had it in his hand, all things in his hand to move Jesus to the next event. He allowed them or the high priest, I should say, to ask Jesus, amen, this question. If he if you the Christ or I should say, are you the Christ, the son of God? Are you the Christ, the son of God? It was Jesus' response is what caused this event to move forward now. It's Jesus' response. It had nothing to do with the witnesses because there can be no witness against the Lord. It had everything to do with his response. He says, thou hast said. Thou hast said means that you said it, and I agree with that truth. You said it, and I agree with that truth. Nevertheless, I say unto you, hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Amen. He stood upon the truth of the word of God, even in the midst of this mob hating uh, religion in that day, he stood upon the truth of the word of God. And because of that, he was immediately charged with blasphemy. The Bible said that they rent his clothes and tore it apart from him. Amen. And they charged him with blasphemy. Someone in the audience may be thinking, what is blasphemy? Blasphemy means speaking evil against God. Speaking evil against God. John chapter 10, verse 33. Uh, there were some Jews that wanted to stone Jesus. 
uh, and here's the response to that. When Jesus asked them, you know, uh, why do you want to stone me? They answered him saying, for a good work, we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because thou being a man maketh thyself God. See, that's what blasphemy was. Trying to make yourself God or be equal with God. We live in a day where it says no man can live free from sin. But God's word says that we must. We must live free from sin. After all, that was the whole reason that Christ came and went through these events and died. That he would give us the power that we need to be able to live a sin-free life. I'm being a man and I'm telling you that I can live a life free from sin and so can you. Amen. Let's go forth now and let's look at the other side of the story about Peter's denial of Jesus. Peter denial of Jesus. We're going to take the text from Matthew chapter 26 verse 69 to 75, but I'm going to include what we already had read, which was in verse 58. So verse 58 says, but Peter followed him afar off into the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Verse 69. Now Peter sat without in the palace and a damsel came unto him saying, thou also was with Jesus of Galilee, but he denied before them all saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, surely thou also are one of them, for thy speech bereath thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Amen. What I would like to do is dissect these verses to be able to get an understanding of what the Holy Spirit has shown me I would like to share with you. Amen. I would like to share with you. Now, let's see this. Verse 58. But Peter followed him afar off into the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the service to see the end. Now, as we look at this one verse, Although Peter followed Jesus afar off, but he wasn't following Jesus' example. Peter tried to fit in with the people who were against Jesus. Now, as Christians, we can't do that. We're either going to follow Jesus or we're going to deny him. You're going to do one or the other. But I just wanted to let you know. You just can't fit in, go along, uh, excuse me, is my girl that said, you can't go along just to get along. 
You can't do that. You can't do that. You either for Jesus or you're against him. Now let's pick up verse 69 and 70 and let's let's squeeze some, some truth out of that. Now Peter sat without in the palace and a damsel came unto him saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all saying, I know not what thou said. To follow Jesus is really to associate with him. To follow Jesus is to associate with him. They said, you was with Jesus of Galilee, but he denied them before them all saying, I do not know what thou said. He didn't want to be associated with the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't want to be associated with a savior. He did not want to know about Jesus. He wanted to follow him far off, but he did not want to associate with him in the midst of what Jesus was going through. 71, 72. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them <clears throat> that were there, this fellow also was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And the thought here is to follow Jesus is to acknowledge him, even in uncomfortable situation. To follow Jesus is to acknowledge him, even in uncomfortable situations. Now, we know further down, Jesus says this. If you cannot confess me before men, then I won't confess you before my father. See, we have to be able to acknowledge him in the midst of situation. I've been there. I had a situation that came up uh, and I was put on the spot, per se, because of my faith in Jesus Christ. And in the midst of that. Uh, I stood up and to face this man in the midst. Of, we was in a church service, if you would. And in the midst of this, I faced the pastor who was directing his attention toward me to get his people to make me feel bad about what I said. And I stood and I said, what you're saying is not the truth. And I turned it to the Bible and I shared with him. Uh, about what was said truthfully from scripture. And I said, Jesus is the son of God. The next day, a couple of days, he was my barber, went back and, hey, how was it? Did you enjoy it? And I'm like, well, you attacked me. But before I got in the chair to discuss those things with him, which I kind of kept it minimum, there was somebody that was in that audience and they seen me in the barber and they came over to me and they said, you know what? You are the first man that ever stood face to face with him and told him that what he was saying was not true. We were amazed by what you did. And so I say that to give God the glory. We have to learn how to stand and acknowledge Jesus even in uncomfortable situations. So uh, let us go forth here. Time is not on our side here. Verse 73 and 74. 
And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, surely thou art one of them, for thy speech bereath thee. Then began he to curse and swear, saying, I know not the man. What's the thought here? To follow Jesus is to identify with him and not with the people of the world. See, Peter wanted to prove a point that he didn't know Jesus, so he began to curse and to swear. He began to do the things that they do just so that he can identify with them and not identify with Jesus. You say, well, this is going to happen because Jesus told him, yes, I realized that. But I wanted to take it a little slower as we read the scripture and look at them and get a meaning of what we should not be doing. Or I should say what we should be doing when it comes to us following Jesus. And after Peter did that, the Bible said immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. He did. He went out and wept bitterly. He remembered what the Lord says. He remembered what the Lord says. Now, let me give two other little points here about following Jesus. To follow Jesus is to do what he said to do. To follow him is to do what he said for us to do. To follow Jesus is to believe in his word, then live by it. To believe in his word, then live by it. Know this though. Nobody can follow Jesus without the power of the Holy Spirit being within them. I say again, <clears throat> excuse me, no one can follow Jesus without the power of the Holy Spirit being within them. Nobody. Nobody can follow Jesus. Or let me put it this way. No one can follow the example of Jesus without the power of the Holy Spirit being within them. So the question as we get ready to close, we ask the question, what would you have done? Would it have been anything different when it comes to try to follow Jesus? Would it have been anything different that you would have done? And I can answer for you just as well I can answer for myself. There wouldn't have been nothing different. We would have been just like Peter. We have been so fearful to identify with a man who's getting ready to go through harsh judgment. We don't want that to be on us. It has to be on Jesus. So we'll let Jesus go through it, but we will identify with the people around us. We just go along to get along, as it was said. Amen. Amen. Fathers, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, Father, for this particular podcast. And Lord God, what we learned, dear Lord Father, about the false witnesses 
that came forth the Lord God to testify against Jesus, but there were none found. Hallelujah. None found. Even the one, the two that came forth and said, amen, that this man has said that he will destroy this temple and build it in three days. It still was a lie. There was no truth to that. Even what little truth was there, it made the whole thing be a lie. And the Bible is very clear that there is no counsel against the Lord. And Father, so we just thank you, Lord God, how you work things out to move the event along. So, Lord God, we just thank you, dear Lord God. May those, dear Lord, that listen to this podcast, may they be able to understand, dear Lord, what it was like for Jesus and what we should take from this event, dear Lord God, that our life can be that that gives you glory. Even though it seemed like it was a horrible thing, but it was the very thing that Jesus was doing that gives you glory. We need to follow the things that you have put upon our lives, dear Lord. Even if others don't like it, we must know, dear Lord, this is your will. And we come to do thy will, O Lord. Help us, dear Father, to be like Jesus. For I ask it in Jesus' name I pray and say, Amen. Have a blessed day.